Today on episode number 465 of the School of Podcasting This Morning Announcements, we have the wonderful and talented Elsie and Jessica, the awesome hosts of She Podcast and the new podcasting school for women. And we're going to be talking about the differences between men and women. And by that, I, I don't mean like breasticles. And if you think nobody would ever listen to your podcast, I found some great insight about the current state of radio. And wait till you hear Jessica and Elsie's. They're going to share their because of my podcast story. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so very much for tuning in. I know, man, do I know that you are busy and I'm just flattered that you are here and I've done my best to make sure that I'm not going to be wasting your time. And if you're brand new to the show, we talk about all things podcasting and that means we talk about things like massaging your message. And today we're going to kind of talk about that with Elsie and Jessica about how maybe we should be aware of certain things, not so much to, to lose yourself. But just be to raise the awareness of that. We're going to talk about uh, tackling the technology. We do talk about that. And basically, my goal is to help you flatten the learning curve. That's kind of what I've been doing for over 20 years. I've been teaching people technology. And then we get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. And before we get into the show, I want to ask you a question. I'm starting to plan ahead. This is episode number 465. And before you know it, Episode number 500 is going to be right on top of us. And so I'm asking you, what would you like to see me, hear me do for episode number 500? In the past, I've kind of done retrospectives. Of course, episode number 400, we had the phenomenal appearance of Binky and the Wiz. So I'm starting to plan ahead. What would you do if you were in my shoes and it's episode number 500? You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and let me know. I would love to hear your input. And we talk about this today. When in doubt, ask your audience. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. All right. Most of the time, my podcast rewinds are shows that I've been on. But today I was listening to D. Snyder's first episode of Snyder Comments, it's at podcast1.com, and he had such a take on the state of radio that I was like, oh man, I gotta play this. And um, if you're a person that is like, you know, I don't know if I could ever, you know, come up with content that people would actually listen to, D has a great take on the current state of radio, and think of all the people that listen to radio today. Check this out. Terrestrial radio completely screwed the pooch. Okay, I got to stop right there. That's like one of the coolest phrases ever because it doesn't even really, I don't know, I'm not quite sure I understand it. I just know screwed the pooch. It makes me smile and giggle, and I'm not quite sure why. Terrestrial radio completely screwed the pooch. They had something where the equipment was in the cars, the equipment was in the homes, everybody had the equipment already. They had a free product, yet... When satellite radio, a dinosaur, by the way, came around, people opted to buy equipment and pay a monthly fee. Oh, and don't tell me because it was commercial free, because you know it's not. All right. You know it's not. Commercials all over the place. I was on Sirius XM. No. Terrestrial radio got so bad 
that people said I'd rather pay to not listen to it. How mind-numbing is that? And that's what I was like, that's a really good point. I have satellite radio in my past cars. I actually have it now, and it dawned on me I haven't listened to it. I was checking my uh, checking account uh, because otherwise Steve Stewart of Money Plan SOS um, gets mad. So I was checking my uh, my bank statement, and there it was. And I was like, man, I haven't listened to satellite radio in a long time, and I'm paying for it, mainly because I, I used to listen to Howard Stern. He's barely on the system anymore, and it, it just dawned on me that all the things I had to go through, you have to pull out the number and identify your radio, and you have to contact Tep support, and they activate your – all these steps to go through. Meanwhile, you had a free system. Everybody already has a radio it doesn't cost you anything, and yet people went through all these hoops. That's how bad radio is. How mind-numbing is that? It is. Think about it. Oh, my gosh. I am, D. And 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 satellite radio. Yeah? That thing was dead before it started. Tell me about it. They came out with a product which yeah. required people to have more hardware, yep. more technology, at a time where clearly phones were taking over everything. Clearly, people wanted to simplify. They wanted a device that had their camera, their phone, their GPS, their television, everything in one. The writing was on the wall, yet some rocket scientists spent a billion dollars and started up a satellite radio station. And satellite radio has been on the air now for 10 years. Oh, it's so successful. Name three young people who listen to satellite radio. Booyah! Holy cow. Go ahead. What a what a great and by point. young, I mean 20s. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. What oh. are they listening to? Guess what they're listening to? They're listening to Podcast One. That's right. And that's why D. Snyder is now on Podcast One. Every Wednesday, Snyder comments will be on Podcast One. So check that out, Podcast One. Uh, that was episode number one. I was like, man, I got to share that. Now, technically, am I allowed to? Uh, I don't know. I have approached to the best of my uh, abilities, I've actually approached D. Snyder's people and said, I would love to interview this dude. So I will keep you uh, posted on that. In the meantime, I've been lucky enough to interview Elsie Escobar and Jessica Kupferman of ShePodcast.com. They have a uh, private Facebook group, if you are a female, that uh, you can join. And they just launched the Podcasting School for Women and it's kind of, it's a little lengthier than my typical interview, but I was going through yesterday trying to cut out anything, and I just went, you know what, this is a good discussion. And so without further ado, here we go with Jessica and Elsie of She Podcasts and the Podcasting School for Women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So joining us, the the uh, dynamic duo, uh, Jessica Kufferman and, uh, did I say that, is it just Kupferman? Why do people it's have Kupferman. it? Kupferman, yeah. there we go. Yes. And Elsie Escobar from ShePodcasts.com. And, of course, your new venture is? Podcasting School for Women. In stereo. How cool was that? <laughs> and um, so I've, it, I'm so happy. First of all, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, for us, yes. having us. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so the one thing I love about your show, on one hand, you guys are so passionate about podcasting. But on the other hand, you know, Elsie, your background is is you've got your 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 yoga background. So on, on one hand, I see you as kind of like this breathe, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and then on the other end of the spectrum, Jessica is like a, a firecracker. 
Right. And the and opposite of that. Yeah. Well, not so much like in a bad way, but you're just like, mm-hmm. pow, where, where, uh, you know, Elsie is, ah, and you're like, let me just, I'm going to, you know, so it's awesome. And so I always tell people that when you go to, to find a co-host, if you go, yeah, I want to have my best friend because, you know, he thinks the same way I do, or she thinks the same way I do. And we're, we're just two peas in a pod that doesn't always make for the best content. Cause it's like, you know what? I love, you know, this new podcast and they go, yeah, me too. You're right. But you know what? We weren't <laughs> best friends ah. when we started our show. I mean, yeah. So that, that was going to be my question. How did you guys find each other? School, <laughs> business school. Basically. Yeah. B school, Marie Forleo's B school. No, no, no. We, we, we did B school way back before it was even more hip than it is now. It was like, what was it? 2010 or something like that? Or you were a year before me. Yeah. I did it in 2011 and there were only like 300 people in that Facebook group. And there was like an understanding amongst us that there was just like a mutual respect around most of the, like, I couldn't have that now because there's 15,000 people in there. But back then, like 300 women, like we were, they were the best clients I ever had. They paid on time. They respected your time. They knew what they wanted. They were smart, ambitious, passionate. So even though I didn't have a lot of interaction with Elsie, she kind of felt like a sister, I guess. Would you describe that as accurate? Yeah. Yeah. And then we also joined then when it started to get bigger, the B school as a, as a whole, as this, this is like an online course. If for those of you who are listening, who have never heard of B school, mm-hmm. it's an online course uh, where it basically shows you how to have an online business and it's sold by Marie Forleo. And it's a mm-hmm. kind of like a high end course. Uh, it's a, it's a very high end course actually. Yeah. And it was in that group that we kind of got to know each other and not necessarily even corresponding back and forth very much. It was just like we knew who each other was. We saw yeah. each other's work, but we didn't really like talk to each other very much. We just re- it was a mutual respect. It was totally yeah. what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I started podcasting and I mean, Elsie's been podcasting for like super long time. I started podcasting in 2013 and once there, there was one point where she posted in the group, hey, I'm in this situation where I need a little fast cash and here's some stuff I do X, Y, Z. And then she talked about editing podcasts and, and making your audio. Stuff, and I was like, hello, I'm in, here's your money. Let's do this. <laughs> and so I got to know her better through that from being her client. She helped me a lot with my intro and my outro and sort of kind of helped me figure out how to market and get it out there better. She was really good about sort of introducing me to how things were different in the podcasting world And then a year later, we were at New Media Expo, and I was sort of like, you know, there's a lot of podcasting support groups out there, but when I was at New Media Expo, I really felt like I was hanging out with my podcasting girlfriends, and it felt more nurturing for some reason. Like, the answers that I was getting from dudes weren't the same as the answers I was getting from my girlfriends. Like, they were just like, oh, well, I just do it this way because, you know, I mean, Elsie was, like, podcasting in a closet because her kids are always, like, in her face. <laughs> like, you know, and, and and other people were saying that kind of stuff, too. Like, oh, I do audio this way or, oh, I, I do uh, marketing this way because, and I know this is part of your question, Dave, was, like, how is, are things different? But in a lot of ways, they are like women don't want to approach saying no to a guest, for example, the same way that men might. And so I started this little group called Women Who Podcast. Uh, Elsa, do you want to tell the rest? I'm, I feel like I'm yeah, it. No. <laughs> and so she started this group and I thought, oh, my God, how brilliant. I've been wanting to do that forever and how fun it is. And so as soon as I saw that she added me to Women Who Podcast, I was like, I know a bazillion people who podcast <laughs> yeah. that are women. And I just started adding a crap ton of them on there. Yeah. And she was like, what the? 
what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> so. It was like eight of my friends. And then all of a sudden it was like 40 people. <laughs> so. I didn't know. But that's okay. Yeah. And so that's how it kind of grew. And then from there, uh, we saw the need that there was there was a need. People were asking us, why isn't there like, why don't you guys do a podcast or, you know, something along those lines? Are, are you we there needs to be like a woman podcast podcast. And so we sort of decided one day, let's do it. And we just did. <laughs> it, it's funny because there are times and this sounds it, it sounds stupid, but there are times when, you know, part of it is, right, you're doing this for women, and I'm a dude, <laughs> and so yeah. there are times when I feel very much like a dude. I don't know that I'll ever, like, call up Daniel J. Lewis and say, I have a guy crush. It's <laughs> funny. You know, yeah. I don't know that I would do that, and I heard it, and I just howled because I was like, this is awesome because it's so the other side of the fence, and I get to kind of be a voyeur. And I look at it as a, a way, it's a learning tool for me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm just not hip to that side of the fence as much as I should be. So to me, that's why I like the show. That and the fact that, you know, I know you were, before we started recording, Jessica, you're talking about how, you know, your little one kind of sounds like a tea kettle every now and then. To me, I love, see, I love kids. So to me, that's just so like Norman Rockwell. And I know you guys are always like, Hey, I'm sorry, the baby's making noise. And I'm like, no, I think we know babies make noise. And as much yeah. as you tell them to shush, even when they're Elsie's kids age, you know, shush doesn't always mean a whole. So explain to me, what is the difference then? Like the way you said somebody answers a question, what is the difference? So I've been listening to Dan Benjamin's The Podcast Method, and I have been learning a lot about audio because he gets, you know, he's obviously The Podcast Method is another podcast about podcasting. And I started to listen from podcast number one. All right. I want to jump in here just a second. Just you always wonder why I repeat myself. I love stuff like this because it kind of proves that what I'm saying is accurate. And I've said, when people find your podcast that you think, I don't know if anybody's going to find it. When people, when your audience finds your podcast, they're going to go, oh my God, and they're going to go back and download. Just like Elsie said, I went back to episode one and they're going to download your back episode because they're going to be, oh my gosh, this person, the podcast that you made is speaking directly to them. And I've already learned so many different things. It's completely different than all of you guys, you know, Dan and Ray and all and all of you guys. It's, again, totally different. So I'm learning other things. And he's got other opinions. And he really got very, very deep on post-production, compressors. He had a guy come in and talk about all this stuff. And I'm telling you, I was riveted. And at the end of that, all I had was more questions. And I was more confused not because of a bad thing. It's just that I knew that I, there was so much that I didn't know again. And I find that it's, there is a base point of vocabulary and education that I feel, I, I'm going to generalize here, women don't have. Maybe some of us do, but a lot of us don't have a clue. Like I know, Jess, if you listen to the podcast method, you would more than likely stop listening like right away. <laughs> it's so technical that it's a slightly off-putting a little bit. It's but like the Microsoft Excel for podcasting, I guess, right? Like, what are those pivot tables? Right, but it actually, and, and but Dan is pivot really 
great. And he's such a great host and he makes it really accessible, which is why I'm still listening because he makes it like it, you can do it too. And he does sort of, and I'm saying dumb it down simply because he, he starts to bring it down so that you say, but you don't really need all that. You could just still get this kind of microphone and you could just do this. So he all, he still does that. But at the same time, I think, you know, with our ladies or a lot of, of the tech stuff, I think that our uh, troubleshooting is more focused on content and on reaching our people rather than all of the other bits and pieces like your audio, which to our detriment, sometimes it, it shows. So we want to get the message out more than we want to know what microphone to use. And when we get the optimal answer from somebody who really knows their stuff, it's a little overwhelming. And in, in all honesty, Dave, I feel like I don't know enough. And if and whenever I start to feel like I don't know enough, I'm not going to put it out there. I'm going to feel like a doofus and kind of stupid, to be honest. So I, I, wa- I don't want to have the conversations go there. I want women to feel empowered and then we can start to teach them a little bit more. On the other hand, there is a super focus with women on um, the need to be liked and, and women. And it probably comes from being young girls and having little girls be the meanest vipers like on the planet. And so as adults, we're very careful not to insult and hurt one another's feelings because God knows what they'll do in revenge. So um, there's a lot of like, like, I don't think guys think about like, how do you say no to someone? You just say, no, I'm sorry. You're not right for my show. Like women can't do that. We can't do that. And the other part is, and it goes both ways. Not only is it hard to say no, but sometimes it can be hard for us to ask for money or donations. Like Adam Curry, like is like W, you know, it's like, um, NPR, like he's totally cool with hawking that show for donations 24 hours a day. I don't think a lot of women are comfortable doing that. And again, that goes back to the need or want to be liked or popular. And so there are a lot of things that I feel like I can't get the same answer out of a guy. And and actually, this isn't about being popular, but I'll give you an example of exactly why I started this show. And I won't name names, but it was at New Media Expo. I went to someone who is a really popular um podcaster, a hundred thousand downloads a month or more, whatever. And I said, um, I just want to know, like, how do you think here's my show and it's an hour and it's two shows a week. And how can I get more downloads? And he goes, um, how long is it? I said, it's an hour show. He goes, just do half hour. If you just do four shows a week, half hour per show, and you'll get tons more downloads. So like not how to grow my audience, right? like, it was math. Exactly. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, all right, I'll see how it goes. And then I posted in my group, hey, I had this suggestion where I could, you know, do half hour shows. You know, I'll just split the show in half and do part one, part two. And there was like a mutiny. All right, I'm going to jump in here real quick. Even though I'm going to say this in probably about 15 seconds, I'm going to say it now. When in doubt, ask your audience. Because guess what? Dave, Cliff, Ray, Daniel, you name it. Uh, you know what? I'm not your audience in many cases. And so when in doubt, ask your audience and listen to what they have to say. <laughs> They're like, don't do that. It takes me exactly an hour to do my whatever. Right. And this is going to mess me up. And I jog for that hour. And now I'm going to have to wait. It was, there was, and I was like, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> that was not helpful. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, I, I mean, I really thought there would be like a, well, I use Twitter. You know, I thought there would be like a thoughtful, like, and audience engagement right. answer. And instead it was like, 
make shorter shows. So that's when I was just like, you know what? I need to know how my other lady friends, like I need Elsie's opinion and Emily's opinion and Maggie's opinion and Alea's opinion. How do they get more downloads? Because they're going to tell me I use Pinterest and I make a graphic and I reach out to moms or I did a contest. They're not going to tell me cut your show in half. And so what, that's why I started that group, you know, it was just because I felt like I want to hear how my sisters do it. Well, and that makes sense because in the end, you always want to, you need to ask your audience. I mean, but, but originally when we started the call, you were just like, you know, aren't we segregating by making a women only group? And I just feel like if we let guys and I'm afraid one of them is going to answer too technically and then people will be afraid to ask their stupidest feeling questions because there are no stupid questions. But I know that like Elsie said, it makes you feel stupid when someone gives you like a super technical pivot table type answer to a simple, you know, to somebody just going, turn the volume up on your Skype. I feel like women will give me an answer that's not just the short version, but something that speaks more to what I'm looking to do. And I think men sometimes just want to give you like, I think men also, I think, and this may be bad, but women take shortcuts in different areas than men do. Like men do, I think the longest workaround for tech that they can. And women are always trying to simplify that stuff, but they will go out of their way to build relationships more and i think men simplify that stuff yep and that's one of the things that i think we just um as a person who's who's done the marriage counseling thing uh at least least on my first one um it's it's uh my first one (laughs) yeah my first marriage yeah different doesn't mean wrong yes no different doesn't mean wrong yeah so it's it's not wrong just different because you'd be like but she's doing this is like it's not wrong dave it's just different and you're like (laughs) But it's not what I think. Very different. So we're proof of that anyway. So tell me then. So since since um, I saw the advantage, I guess, of something like the podcasting school for women is women can come here and basically a I guess feel safer. Is that kind of safer and less intimidated? Yeah, less intimidated. Okay, less intimidated and and, not like I don't want to make men feel or sound unsafe. So maybe say, you know, less intimidated. Well, that was going to be one of my questions is, is um, I hear the word snarkiness a lot about uh, podcasting groups uh, from, from numerous people that people get snarky. Is there like an old boys club in podcasting? Do you think? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Elsie would say yes. Yes. I would say yes. I think what it is, is that it's just a little bit less um, flowy in nature, meaning that there's a lot of, this is the way you do things. And this is the way it's always been done. And it's a little bit more like a square. Whereas I'm okay trying to figure things out in a lot of different ways. And and the reason I say that is because I've tried to do it the way that you're supposed to do it. And it hasn't worked for me. And if I would have continued to do it the way you're supposed to do it or how I've heard that this is how you do it, I wouldn't be podcasting. You know, there's there's like so much that for me to be able to find a space to record, like I can't have an optimal setting. You know, I'm on Wi-Fi right now because there is no other choice (laughs) for me to be like stuck with an Ethernet. Like I cannot be hardwired. So she lives in Egypt, basically. (laughs) Southern Egypt. Yeah. And so there's so many different things about how to do things that I simply cannot do. Uh, in terms of the tech aspect of things, you know, and also my, de- you should see where I'm podcasting. I'm going to send you a picture, but it's a dresser. It's a dresser. I have a computer and I have a mic. 
there's no room for a mixer. There's no new for, room for any other hardware. There's there's no plugs around me. I have to have this. Inge- I mean, there's so much to do, and I do a lot of it on the go. So you see me doing show notes when I'm in the car. You well, obviously I'm not driving, <laughs> um, and, and editing mm. a lot in the car. I edit all at, in the middle of doing laundry and in the middle of doing cooking. You know. I, there's so much to juggling this. And also, we've talked about this in the past, too. You know, and I again, I don't want to generalize, but this is usually the case. It's like if something happens to the kids, it's your your responsibility, meaning yeah. my, me. I'm the one that has to take care of it. So it's that's just sort of like a, a law in the world of moms, usually, that it doesn't matter if, if daddy is also here. The, the girls also just want me. And then daddy is just wants me. So then it doesn't matter if I'm recording. It's the, the girl needs her butt wiped, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. I, I'm the one that has to go do this. I can't so, even tell you how many times Elsie's gone. Can we hold recording for a second? I have to go wipe a butt. <laughs> but yeah, but usually that's what it is. It's like we have to, at least my, uh, my experience has been that I have to move around the family's schedule. And so there is no, this is mommy time to record. Like usually, you know, Rob Rob is very clear, even when he says like, you can call me any time of the day to do a podcast recording. My family time is from five to nine, I think he said. And then after that, nine o'clock on, it's like he can record onto, you know, four or five in the morning doing his stuff. I don't have that. I can't do that. I would be a, a wreck if I did that. Because I have to take care of other human beings. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. I want to um, answer your question a different way, though. If there's a boys' club, and, as far as podcasting, because um, you said something about the snarkiness, and I have noticed in some of the other podcasting groups that, like, yeah, some of those older podcasters are super salty. But I learned this past week that. That's not a male female thing. That's an old new podcaster thing. Older podcasters don't like newer podcasters. They don't respect you until unless you've been doing it since the year alpha. You know, and I, and I mean that's <laughs> really how this conversation came about is because I wrote you about um or or we sent you a message about hater mail that we got and one of the things she said was like I've been podcasting since 2009. You're nobody. Because I, I guess, because I've been doing it since 2013. And I do find that in the other groups, podcasters world and podcasting, whatever they're called, podcasting community. Um, yeah, they get super, I like to use the word salty. They get very salty about business podcasts and people who are doing it newer and people who talk about all their millions of downloads when this guy's been doing it since, you know, iTunes started and he doesn't have anywhere near that. It makes them angry. But I don't, but I guess women are like, I didn't know because I only found just the one, but older podcasting women are like that too. I mean, Elsie is the one we've talked about this and she podcasts. She was just like, yeah, the, the hobby podcasters, they don't like the business podcaster. And I was like, really? Why? (laughs) They don't? How come? I had no idea that there was this like old, this like, grouchy, you know, that you guys are all sitting like Oscar the Grouch in the trash can, like hating everybody who's, you know, who's Big Bird. I had no idea. <laughs> everybody who's Big Bird. So I'm the old guy sitting there going, get off my lawn. And then, kind of. Yeah. I don't know about you. Per- Actually, you personally are very sweet, but there are others who are weirder and saltier. That's okay. all I'm saying. Yeah, Way I, weirder. Well, it is funny because there are times when things come out. I, I know when Audello first came out this year, I was like, oh, this is hell on earth. Do not join this. And then later somebody said, are, are you know, like, did you really take a look at these things? And I'm like, I, I thought I did. I kind of went off half cocked because they did some things that I just thought were really nasty, but I've learned from that and said, you know, in the future, I might actually contact those people and say, 
wow, your product looks like crap. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about that a little bit. That's what Elsie did with Clamor. Somebody contacted me and said, do you want to be a featured Clamorer? And I was like, I don't know, Elsie, what do you think? And she was like, no, forget it. <laughs> and then like two months later, she was like, it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Like thanks, Elf. Well, for your unbiased opinion. Well, are are women then? I know you guys have talked about in the past. There was a, a list that came out, like the top podcast, blah blah blah, and there weren't a whole lot of women, if any, on the list. Are are you guys then more inspired by women? If so, expand on that. Go ahead, Elsie. Are, are you? I am. Yeah, I love to see other women doing their stuff. For me, it's less about inspiration and more about recognition, if I can say that, because the majority of the time, the only reason, and and again, I might get in trouble for saying this, but the only reason a lot of those podcasts are being constantly put in those lists is because that's what they listen to and because that's what they've seen. And a lot of the women podcasters, even though there's a lot of us, and that's, I think, another misnomer that I'm trying to quench down, there are a lot of women podcasters. We're just not the top. And I don't think it's mm-hmm. because we're not good. I think it's because we just haven't been seen. You know, I think it's because most podcast listeners are men, to be honest. No, that, that's a lot of them are probably the majority. And, and so, they're probably more inspired by men because I think that's just how it is. So, yeah, but I think that it's just that we're not being seen as much. And I'm done blaming other people. I just keep saying to our ladies, we need to then share our stuff with each other. We need to share other, you know, the things that do inspire us that are other women led podcasts and mm-hmm. put them out into the world because nobody else is going to find out about this unless we speak about it. So I make it a point every time I'm interviewed, I mention another podcast that totally rocks my world that happens to be women podcasters, you know, because I do listen to some. And that's, I think that's one of the first ways to start to change it. One of the reasons I started Lady Business Radio is because I wanted to be interviewed. And I noticed that all the top business podcasts, they were interviewing each other. And it was mostly men interviewing other men. And I was just like, oh, well, I'll never get on any of these shows. I guess I should start my own because there's so many people that are never going to get on these shows that have amazing stories that aren't being heard. And so that's why really I started Lady Business was because I wanted my own darn publicity. But also I wanted to give you an example of like another way that it's the same with podcasting for me as like growing up as a kid, you know, I've always told that I was funny, et cetera. And you like Bill Cosby and you like Adam Sandler and you, you know, I mean, I, I'm young enough where his album was one of the big comedy albums for me. And, but also like Steve Martin and Robin Williams and, and, but it isn't until you see Roseanne or it isn't until you see Brett Butler, or it isn't until you see, you know, some of the women doing it that you're like, oh, that is possible for me. And I think that's normal. I think that's normal, you know, for you to see the opposite sex doing something. Because, I mean, isn't that just how we learn everything, like from mommy and daddy? Like, you watch what mommy does, and then you copy. It's the same, I think, when you have inspiration. Like, it wasn't until I saw Roseanne, who's like a an overweight, Jewish, annoying you know, housewife being funny that I was, and I mean, I wasn't that certainly growing up when I saw her, I was like a young 12 year old girl, but I still was just like, Oh, so women can just do, you know, something different and still be super successful. And they don't have to be a guy talking about family or a guy wearing crazy hats or a guy smashing watermelon. You never see a, you would never see a woman Gallagher. (laughs) Right. But I mean, like, so how is it possible to be inspired by that? It's not something you would do. And so similarly for podcasting, it's like, I would never have a show called the school of greatness because I wouldn't (laughs) infer myself to be great enough to interview other greats, but I would 
you know, but I, you know, but I might tape myself doing a yoga class or I might tape myself reading books to people who are knitting or I might tape myself talking about, you know, how I prepare meals for my family that are some vegan and some, you know, whatever. It's like you, we need role models that are doing things that we're doing in order to take that idea, twist it a little, make it better, make it your own. And so it's just easier to identify. I have a, a phrase, again, it's, it's from marriage counseling, the native tongue, right? So when you hear something <laughs> yeah, from a female exactly. saying it's in your native tongue of, of women-dom, if that's even a word. <laughs> right. Uh, and right. so it's easier to, to connect. So one of the things I want to throw at you guys is how much do you think in terms of men and women? Like, is this something you're always thinking about of like, well, here on the TV, there's you know, why are there always two guys newscasters where they should have a female and here on the, this book should have more women. Is it something you're always thinking about? I'm not. No, I, I don't list. I don't, I don't think about it a lot, a, a lot. Okay. No. But yeah, just to give you um, a little behind the scenes, I, I've known Elsie a, a little longer than I've known you, Jess. And the thing that's, that's just to me magnetic that just makes Elsie, Elsie is her, her, her voice and her energy. Um, mm-hmm. The fact Passion. Her passion and the yeah. fact that I don't, I, it's one of those things like I say the word, you know, and I say, there you go a lot. It's not even a crutch thing, but like if I were to do an Elsie imitation, I would be <laughs> like, right now I am talking to Jessica and Elsie and they are fabulous. You will, you will <laughs> sing yeah. words a lot. And I, that is yeah. so Elsie, please do not stop singing your words. And, oh and, my God. and occasionally you will giggle. Like you have a really cool. She has a really great laugh. Yeah, I have a great laugh. And so I said, Elsie's like the the Barney Rubble of podcasting, or not Barney Rubble. Holy cow! Let's back that one up. (laughs) Yeah, she's actually the Fred. She's the she's the the Betty Rubble of podcasting because because Betty had an awesome giggle, and that's where I went with it. And and so one of your listeners came at me and said, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of offended that you, you know, you, you're, you're bringing, you, you know, Elsie and you've known her for a little while and you're kind of casual with this person. Right. And I was like, well, and it, and as I read it down, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I totally see what's going on here. I've attacked the queen. I didn't mean to, but in this person's (laughs) eyes, it was like, Hey, you can't like, you know, make jokes about Elsie. Like that's, that's my leader. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. This is great. And so we had with, with one of your listeners, I had this whole thing like, Hey, I want to know your side of the fence. Like, you know, do you think about this and and this and that? And she was like, well, yeah, you got to realize that there are women listening and we think about this, this way and that way. And it was like, it was really awesome. I was like, Oh, cool. Your, your crowd in this case, this one person came to say, Hey, that wasn't cool. Don't, don't be, uh, don't be calling my queen Betty Rubble. And, and in the end, she understood my point, which was like, no, no, I want you to love Elsie as much as we love Elsie. It's, it's wait till you hear her. She's awesome. She's, she's got this great passion and this great laugh. It's infectious. And, and so she got, that was my point. I don't know. I still quite don't get her point, I guess, was the fact that it, I, it was too casual. Like I, I was like, it was almost like a disrespecting kind of thing. Like you wouldn't call. It's the, really just podcast listeners being so sensitive, which is nothing new, right? Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it, it, it is true. I, I think that what happens sometimes also is that as women and for me, I've always heard. I mean, Jess calls me her Muppet. <laughs> she so, looks like a Muppet. So, so, 
don't send me hate mail. I know. It's true. She's so she very calls cute. me her Muppet, and that's exactly what she started. She said that people have said that to me a lot of the time. So yes, that whole thing has always come back to me. But I feel that sometimes for women to be described, it usually has to do with some part of their personality or physique. Whereas with men, you usually don't describe them that way. Usually like, oh, that, you know, real smart guy or, you know, there are other kinds of adjectives that go with men in power than with women in power. And I've been noticing that a lot more lately myself because I didn't know this either. So it's not like because I'm all, I've always been referred to in certain language terms. And I that's just kind of normal to me, right? And and then all of a sudden I started to become much more aware of the language in describing women and men. And it's never I don't think that it's done in a condescending manner, but that simply is what happens. So I I I've been challenging myself to start to see See that and catch myself doing the same thing so that I can find perhaps other ways of describing things. Not to stop you, Dave, from, from being honest. I'm just saying, wow, I didn't know that I was doing that because I've been seeing that myself as well. Uh, especially when I talk with my girls, it's the same thing. We tend to really enhance or call attention to, oh my God, you're so cute. Oh, look at how beautiful you are. And even though those are wonderful words, I'm I'm really conscious of also saying, gosh, that's really that was super smart for you to do that. That mm-hmm. was a v- amazing work that you've done, mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying, gosh, you're so cute. Even though they are so cute, that's all I want to say all day long. So yeah. it's just a matter of catching myself doing that. So I don't think it's. I think as a culture, sometimes we just have to watch some languaging. I also think, Dave, that you're a white man asking <laughs> two women of ethnicity how often they notice whether or not they're underrepresented. And the thing is, it's like, no, I don't look at People magazine and think how many women are on there because the ratio of men to women in the world are, you know, you know, mostly 50-50, I would think. But like I do in certain situations notice how many Jews there are, how many women there are, how many people of color there are. Like, for example, on television, everyone makes a big deal right now about the one Asian family sitcom that they have or the, you know, the one Latino dramedy that they have or the, you know, the three shows that have an all black cast. Like those are big deals because that's never happened before on TV. And those people have noticed, hey, there's no other people that look like me on TV. What the frig? And so that's kind of what happened in podcasting is like, I sort of noticed, hey, there's nobody else like me. What the frig is happening? Like podcasting and even TV is not really necessarily a place to notice. Like there's no Jewish women. It's just like there's no women at all. But there are other places where I go and I'm just like, man, there's like not going to be any like uh, Jews in this area whatsoever. And so I think I just know that as a person of both, I sort of notice when one thing about me is being underrepresented elsewhere. But I don't know as a white dude, you would even think in those terms for any reason. Listening to your podcast now, I am trying to be kind of more open to open is not the right word. It's kind of like when you buy a car and before you bought the car. You never saw any cars like yours. And then as soon as you buy your car, every time you turn around, there's another blue Prius. There's another blue Prius. Yeah. yeah. And so listening to your show and now that I'm like, oh, there is this other viewpoint that I didn't know was there before. 
But now as I go through life, I'm starting to like go, oh, you know what? There's that thing again. And I bet they didn't know this. Like the other day I was teaching a class and I said something like, well, let's say you're going to turn an Excel spreadsheet into the CEO. And he says, and I went, oh, you know what, idiot? You should be saying he or she. Yeah. He or she says, but it's one of those things where like, well, if it's a CEO, it's a dude. Well, no, not always. Yeah. You know, it's old school, maybe, but that's not right. You know, we need to start saying things like he, she, and, and that's not something where it's changing who I am. And it's not, you know, you need to, it's like, no, let's just, let's, let's uh, be a little more open to that idea. And the fact that um, don't fall into old habits don't aren't always accurate. Yeah. I had this job where I used to have to buy stock photography for a credit card company and the credit card company had one division, which is American Express. And they were very particular about having photos that were, that was, that were super diverse. You couldn't have all white people in a photo They had, there had to be like a large variety of skin colors um, because American, you know, for whatever reason, that's just their brand right. and the way they want to represent their brand. So now when I look at advertisements, I think, oh, so no white, pe- no, there's no brown people that buy shoes now. Like every time I like when I look at stock photography and other ads, I notice how white they are because I was so conscious about purchasing photos for for that company that that showed a wide variety of different types of people. So and it's just like what you're saying, like now I notice like other companies never took the time to care that they're not representing everyone. And, and last night, my uh, my youngest uh, stepchild, my stepson uh, graduated from high school. And I live in Rocky River, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. And I don't, I don't normally would have think of, I would have noticed this, but also I looked up and I said, are there no, like zero, are there any African-American people in this school? There was one, there was one. And the other cool thing, you guys will love this top five students in their class. The first four were female. Yay. Yay. With a 4.75 GPA. I'm like, how do you do that? I I have no idea. I don't know. Extra credit. Exactly. So kissing, a lot of butt kissing. (laughs) That's how you do that. (laughs) So it is one of those things that I think because of your show, I've now like, hey, I need to be more and cautious isn't the the right word, but be more aware, I guess, or or Mm -hmm. open your your eyes to to different ways of and, and start to kind of look at yourself. Kind of outside of yourself, if that makes any sense. I don't know that you really need to do anything different, though. No, I think it's really, you hit it right on. It's awareness. That's it. Just be aware. Because when you become aware of stuff, you start to do things differently. Just like you were talking about the Prius stuff. It's when you, when you become, when it becomes seen, then you're able to then make a choice. Because the majority of the time, we don't pay attention to this stuff. And I'm not just saying it's others. It's me too. Like it's constantly an awareness that I have to be, that I that I pay attention to all the time. And then that expands my ability to serve our community better. And you know, I got to tell you, it's tough to be a leader. <laughs> mm. It's tough to be at the helm of all it of is. these different voices. Every time that there's a conversation, sometimes somebody is not getting heard or is feeling as if they're not getting heard. And we, we have to also leverage, be able to honor people's opinions and dissents. But at the same time, we also have to, you know, keep the eye on the positive or keep the eye on moving forward here where this isn't like a, like Jess says this a lot. It's not about men bashing because that's not what it is. No. But even within women's groups, it's like there are different, um, you know, we tend to judge each other as well. You know, mm-hmm. I get messages from, look, I didn't like the way she did this, blah, blah. And so I have to be very neutral about it and basically say, well, we have to see it from the other perspective. What was it that you said? Um, um, actually, I have your thought, Dave, in my head. 
you had something that you said in a podcast. And I think it's when you were talking. I'm not sure if it was when you were talking about the Aldello thing in your podcast, but it was something about that you came to a conclusion and you made a decision, but you didn't try to understand something. Oh, something about uh, not understanding. It's a, it's a Stephen Covey thing. The best thing yeah. to do is try to understand before being understood. It's one of the seven habits of highly effective people. Oh, uh, well, great. Well, see, that really resonated with me because I'm like, why is this woman so upset about this? But, which makes no sense to me. And so I've, I've known now that whenever I have somebody come at me with a very solid opinion or, or disagreement with, with something we've said or some, something somebody has said or something that or, they, or they're having some kind of reaction to the entirety of the community, which is very interesting to me because I'm always like, well... It's just everybody's opinion. Like, it's not like we're not one entity. I have to understand where these people are coming from. Like, what is the perspective? How can I honor that opinion and at the same time offer another way of seeing things? Uh, it's a it's challenge because there's a lot of times where you're like, I want to say, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> but I don't. I have to kind of, you know, because that's the that's where we are at the helm. So we just have to pick our battles to pick and choose your battles. And then, you know, oh, all I, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I'm not as bothered by it because I think I was just born to run everything. I will say that I did try to avoid, I mean, you know, there's other Facebook groups where I was just like, they'll all just govern themselves. And that does not work. I mean, you kind of have, I mean, if you yeah. want, a group to work, you have to, somebody has to be in charge. You just have to. Okay. But I wouldn't say, Dave, that awareness, like you said, like, don't do anything different. I wouldn't want guys to stop giving their super techie answers because that's what you need from each other, probably. And some women probably want it. It's just that I find that the majority want to be supported in different ways, I guess. Well, that's one of the things I, I love that you guys decided because you have a Facebook group and it is for women. And if you're a dude, yeah. It's not that you're not wanted. It's just you don't qualify. Yeah, and yeah that's right. I still feel bad about it. Uh, I, it never occurred to me that dudes would want in, to be honest. Well, to me, when I hear things like the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scout or something that's like, you know, and then somebody that's not a boy wants to get in the Boy Scouts. I'm like, that's why there's the Girl Scouts. And to me, my point of view has always been like, look, can't we, you know, obviously there are extremes to this that people can take it that are completely unhealthy but i was like no if that's your thing and you want to hang out with your girls by all means do it i don't think you should uh bow to any kind of pressure and in that way you guys can do you know you're serving your community that way and i don't know that letting guys in would ruin it but i'm just like no you have the right to to do that and and i was um as much as i would love to be in it i'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand but on the other hand i think it's cool that you decided now we have our cool community this is working the way it is so so kudos to you guys for uh for doing that don't feel bad so. I think we could let dudes like you in, but it's the other kinds of dudes that are a <laughs> it's problem. It's the other kinds of dudes. <laughs> well, speaking of letting people in, let's talk about getting into the podcasting school for women. Because now you've got all this, you know, your experience. Um, and like you said, sometimes people just need things explained in a different kind of way. So tell us about, like, what, if I sign up for the school, the podcasting school for women, you know, I'm, I'm going to change my name to Melissa or something of that nature. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what what can I expect? So one of the, so I was in another, not yours, but I was in another podcasting learning group and I found that 
for me, what was lacking in there wasn't the fact that it was all guys by any means. It was, it was, there were certain aspects of podcasting that were completely missing, like branding the show or marketing the show. I mean, they had like how to put cover art together, but not any like design principles. Like there was, it's how to make it in Canva, not how to not make it look like crap. And, <laughs> and same with Facebook's like, here's how to use Facebook, not here's how to use Facebook for your podcast. So those things I specifically went for because I know that when a lot of people are first doing their podcast, they're not starting from a place where they already have an online business or know a lot about online marketing. They need to know how to use these tools in addition to how, just how to talk into the microphone. And so when I started podcasting, I wanted to do it as technically simple as possible because I just wanted to incur, you know, I wanted for myself to just get it up there and have it fit in with everything else I was already doing and not have it be intimidating. And then I sort of noticed that other women were like, how do you do that and have time? And I was like, here, let me tell you, I don't edit my show. And by the way, I let somebody else do this part and this part and this part. And by the way, I automate my tweeting using this tool. And by the way, you know, I, like I, there were all these little tricks that really don't have a lot to do with podcasting. And so I sort of put the school together for that. And then um, after a year, people were asking me questions like, well, how do I make the audio better? And how do I? And then I was like, well, this is why I need Elsie, because I don't know. Or how do I get over the fear of speaking? Well, as you can imagine, I don't know the answer to that either. <laughs> I don't, I've never had that. I've been on stage in one way or another since I was four years old, and it's never been a problem for me. So good luck to you. So yeah, so I, I thought Elsie would really add a lot to this course because she could help the people that aren't exactly like me or who want technical audio or who want, you know, or who have problems finding their voice or feeling shy or, or being afraid to be heard or being afraid to be themselves. And Elsie is a big part of making that part of the school rounded out. So she can talk to women about um, being heard and she can up-level their audio. And then I help with like the business stuff. Like here's how you make a course. Here's how you do an ebook. Here are the things you can sell first. Here's a way to monetize your podcast without having a hundred thousand downloads a month. Here's a way that you can, you know, leverage your audience for this. And here's how you can make this, make yourself look more like an expert. And by the way, these are some boundaries you need to put up if you're going to have guests, because otherwise they will walk all over your face. And as women, that's hard, but here's how you do it. And here's how you do it nicely. It's that kind of stuff that I didn't find in other schools. And then I also try to bring a lot of the lifestyle behind it, like we were talking about before. And one of the, like the first uh, week of the course is really asking themselves about themselves. Because I've, yeah. I've also found that I've I've worked with clients individually and I can give them the best even the things that align with them, like the tech answers that they need to, to fit their lifestyle. But I've also found that if they're really tech adverse, they're not going to use the stuff. Mm -hmm. If they are tech adverse, there's going to be more of a problem continuing. Uh, I also have found that troubleshooting is a big issue for, for women, that we at our basics, uh, as, at a basic level, don't quite know exactly how to troubleshoot. That's, this was something that Victor Cajiao, who is who kind of started me God in the podcast. God bless you. Just <laughs> who started um, me in podcasting was something he taught me right away. This is how you solve a problem. When you're having a tech issue, this is how you find out where to go look. You Google this, you do this, you do that. And so he taught me the skills. But if you're the type of person whose who's way of looking for advice or problem solving is to ask your best friend or to basically just go, I don't know how to do this. Can somebody help me? Yeah. Then you're going to be one type of person. Like you have to That's know this kind about of sexist, yourself. But there are a no. lot of women who are just like, I need to ask my husband. Yeah. I don't and know so how to set up my computer. <laughs> use my phone. 
And so we need to know this from the get-go because, or you need to know this from the get-go because if you have a problem with this already, this whole podcasting thing is going to suck for you because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of, of fails when you do stuff. Absolutely. And and so um, that's something that I want people to be aware of so that when they have a problem, they don't quit because Mm. I see for myself what I've seen working with Lipson and seeing so many podcasts go in and out of things, I always see, I don't, it's not the 10, you know, people talk about like, you have to just get through the first 10 episodes and then you're done. No, I think that usually people tend to quit around the 100th episode and around the first year mark or when something big happens in their life, like they get married or they have a baby or I have a divorce or somebody dies or something like that. That's when people quit because people don't quite understand their life yet. And so if you know that about yourself, you'll know that either you're going to quit or, or it's time to call, it's time to stop that series of podcasting that you are doing right now. And another thing that I don't think is very, that a lot of courses don't really address, at least for, for, from that I've seen is what a podcast really is and how to explain it to your people. Ah. because you know what I mean? Because a lot of people decide to do the podcast, but they don't really, they just imagine that their people are going to know what a podcast is. And no, they don't. Just like you don't know, (laughs) they don't either. So, so it's just real, it kind of, we kind of take it back a little bit on that first week. So people really get clear. This is a podcast. This is what it means. This is how you, you know, if you don't understand this stuff, please know that you need to understand this by the end of the course at some point, because RSS is important. In fact, instead of having, and that's a question I've asked a lot is like, do you know what your RSS feed is? And most people are like, Oh, what? Where do I get that? (laughs) (laughs) You know? So I want educated people coming out of there. So they at least know the basics. There's also a lot of people who think they can log into iTunes and make changes, which is hilarious. Like they're going to let you just be like, here you go. Here's your login. Yeah. My favorite line is I'm trying to upload it to iTunes. That's so I'm like, yes, yes you no, you're not. come talk to me. <laughs> no, you're not. You're just a little off center. But I, yeah. I love what you're saying there, Elsie, because what it really does is anytime you want to get somewhere, the first thing you have to figure out is where am I? Because you can't right. you can't yep. map out directions until you know where you are because yeah. you know where you want to go. But do I need to steer left or right? Well, it depends on where you're starting from. So that's yeah, she was good in adding that. I mean, as a person with attention deficit, I sort of bypassed that when I built the course originally. (laughs) I was just like, we don't care where we are. Let's just go. But Elsie, Elsie added that whole part of RSS and what is podcast and what it is. And I was just like, no one cares. Let's see. You know, no. I mean, of course you care. But like, I didn't even occur to me to do it until she was like, well, do you have what an RSS feed? And I was like, no. <laughs> well, where can people find this? How much is it? All those other fun filled questions now that we're all like going, that sounds really cool. Where can I find it? And podcasting school for women.com. Okay. Pretty easy. The course started on Monday, last Monday. So we're one week in. I don't know when this show will go live. They Monday. Probably, okay. So they can still join and they've only missed one. Okay. Or and we'll keep it. I'll keep it up in case that someone wants to join right away. It's nine ninety seven, okay. and you could do three, four, or twelve month payments. Okay. Um, and then and then we'll probably we're hoping to run it again. If not at the very end of this year, the beginning of next year, so it'll have come around again in about six months too. So this isn't like just a bunch of. This is basically you show up and every week there's. Is it live or? It's yeah. We decided to do it live this time, and so every Monday from 
12 to 2. Elsie and I teach the lesson and then we stay on for, so la- last time we were only on the phone till 1. But we stay on for Q&A and then if no one has Q&A, we, we go. And then we have office hours Wednesday and Friday for people to ask questions and tell us how they're doing. So it well, hasn't always been a live course. I did it live the first time and then I made it home study and then we decided to do it live again because there's something, I think there's something good that makes people feel accountable when they know that you, the teacher, are showing up to teach it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they feel like they should show up and learn it live. So that's what yeah. we're hoping. And that way, and that's something, it, it's great for us to be able to do that and the people who, who ask questions as well. And we do have all kinds of little workbooks you have to fill out. Yeah. And I know it's hard sometimes to do that, but it's really, it's really helpful. And gosh, Jessica has these incredible like workflows and workbooks that she's created for all of the stuff. It's sort of like all done for you. And it's, it, yeah. I, I fell in love with that. Uh, aspect of the school because that's the kind of thing that I would have not thought to create for people. You know? So yeah. it was really nice. Thank you. And um, I'll ask the obvious question, but obviously if I can't, like, let's say I missed last week, is, mm-hmm. is it recorded? Can I catch, do I get a recording of it or how does yep. that work? Yep. Yes. You get video and audio and the workbooks are in all different things. Yeah. You can totally catch up. It's very easy. Like I said, the lesson last week was about 40 minutes and then there was about 20 minutes of questions and people introducing each other. So, um, it was a short lesson last week and most of the lessons aren't that long. We just do two hours so that we can talk to everybody is really what it is. Um, the lessons themselves aren't that long. And then I break them up once the course is over. I do. Okay. Here, here's the video for what is a podcast here. The video, here's the video for what is our, RSS. Like I broke it up into six mini lessons so that it doesn't feel like, oh my God, I have to watch 45 minutes. Like you can still do it in bites and pieces, even if you came in the third week, which it won't be open by then. But if you, if someone did, it would still be easy to catch up because the, you know, it's not that the part, the part that's hard, I think is understanding the first time, not necessarily the, the lessons themselves, but like, okay, do you understand really what an RSS feed is now? Or do you have to watch that part again? You yeah. know? If you don't have uh, the budget for for that, you can obviously join your your private Facebook group for free. That's over at ShePodcast.com. And then if they want to go right to the Facebook group, is there like a slash Facebook or? Slash group. Slash group. Anything uh, coming up in the future? Obviously, right now you've got your course going. Anything fun coming up on uh, the podcast we should be looking out for? We ha- we're doing a podcast movement. We're doing a whole day session there. We're doing like on Friday, it's a She Podcast section, uh, session, the entire day, just us talking. Not yeah. about how to podcast. We're not going to be doing how to podcast stuff, right. but really taking, really having a whole, uh, a holistic approach to the whole process, how to, you know, building your foundation, expanding your reach, and then evolving whatever that might be that you want to do with your podcast. I do have what, do we have time for one more question? Of course. Okay. One more. Do you, do you, Elsie? Yes. Okay. Do you, do you guys have an answer to because of my podcast? Mm. Because of my podcast, I have a life. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I actually answered that question. I have a post on Instagram that I put on, on there because of my, because of, I think not necessarily because of my podcast, but because of podcasting. Okay. Um, I, it changed my life. It completely changed my life from where I was to, to providing me the awareness, the courage and, and really the clarity for me to make bigger choices in my life and get the life that I want, which is so like, so cheesy. It's crazy. But it, when it, and I also mentioned, and I'll share that post with you 
Uh, I also mentioned that it happened because of because of listening to other people in my ear, not because they were saying anything specific, not because they were going like, you could do it. Like it wasn't like in some kind of like uh, self-help podcast. It was just people. And it just gave me the um, ex- I, I was able to see things that there were that were possible that I did not was that I wasn't aware were possible for me. So um, just because they were living lives that I liked and loved so that's because of my podcast. Very cool. That whole awareness thing again. That yeah. whole awareness thing. Yes. Awesome. Sneaks up on you. Yeah. Yes. Got one. Yeah. I would say because of my podcast, I do something for a living that I feel excited about every day. And it's something I didn't have before. It was a piece that was missing. So I would say because of my podcast, um, I feel excited to earn a living all the time. Yeah, it's nice to get up out of the bed and go, all right, it's Tuesday. Awesome. Yeah, and even the possibilities are even better than what I'm doing now, which is, I can't even believe that's possible. So That's yeah. pretty cool. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Jess, Elsie, thank you so much for, for coming on the show again. And Thank uh, you. Everybody go over to ShePodcast.com, check out uh, the Podcasting School for Women, and um, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so Dave. much, Dave. It's been so fun. had so much fun with those two. I love people that love to laugh and uh, they both have great senses of humor. They have great laughs. Man, it was a lot of fun. We actually had some technical difficulties behind the scenes where my computer just said, hey, internet, internet," and just uh, disconnected itself. Skype went weird. It was great fun. And uh, thanks again to both uh, Jessica and Elsie for coming on the show and again, everything I mentioned today, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 466. If you don't have a website yet, I always like to point this out. Send me an email with the subject line quick start if you're thinking of starting a podcast because I will actually install WordPress and some plugins for you to kind of get you going. Plus, I'll give you a free month at the School of Podcasting. Now, why would I do that? Because you're going to order your hosting through me and I'll earn a commission. So I win, you win, and plus you get your uh, you get your cart going in the right direction when it comes to podcasting. Now, if you're like, Dave, I already have a website. Well, then use the coupon code LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. That'll save you. And I just discovered this. It's kind of a boo-boo, but you win. Uh, that not only gets you a discount on the first month of the School of Podcasting, yeah, that's a reoccurring coupon. I did not realize that when I switched systems, but hey, guess what? You're going to save on the first month and the second month and the third month. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com, and use the coupon code LISTENER. That's going to do it for this episode of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next week... Class is dismissed. I hope to see you on the inside. Take care and God bless.